You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hey guys, we're back with uh, Profane. What's up guys? Thanks for having me. Honored to be invited back. Glad to have you back. It was, it was a great time. I didn't cuss too no, enough last time, I guess, to get booted <laughs> off. Never invited oh, no. back. <laughs> I don't think you can cuss too much on this podcast, at least not for me, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a habitual line stepper when it comes to that. Yeah, I just uh, I was just fumbling with the Skype settings, and I think they're trying to chase after Zoom. It, it kind of sucks, like Skype was the real thing, but the, since COVID, you know, like Zoom and everybody else got to like get ahead. But Skype's been here all along, you know, and yeah. they just got they just got fucked, I think. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing with Zoom. Too. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Zoom came in hot and heavy, and they started crushing, right? But the thing is, they're, like, run by the Chinese, so they're probably... Yeah! Gonna, like, Just they got like, that, you got TikTok, they're, they're taking over <laughs> one by one. With COVID, this is exactly what they needed. They needed, it, they needed it so they could just get in here and just wreck our shit. I tried to set up a Google Hangout for our fantasy draft, and I got blackballed. They almost kicked me out of the draft. They're like, what is Google Hangouts? Like, I, I haven't been on there since, you know the 80s yeah sometimes it just doesn't pick up traction you know and like you could see every every company was like scrambling to try to create a video software like before um i knew about zoom before covid and they were like making like a video software i'm like what the fuck is the purpose of this like there's already skype you know like how are they gonna get any markets you know like it's like and then this happened is it all i wonder is it all conspiracy theory here you know like it's a conspiracy if it's actually happening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm saying like Zoom got created and then COVID, and yeah. then Zoom became so like fucking. But, but how did Zoom take over? Like, it's not like Skype did a bad job. We're, I think we're, it was we're just not, a we're not like promoted by Skype either. But it's, I mean, we could be Skype. You want to hook us up? <laughs> it's like they automatically like have a message that says, "Yes, luxury, I would like that." <laughs> <You know? laughs> But uh, I don't know. I guess maybe Zoom just had like a little bit of the edge with technology or like, you know, modern times. I don't know, you know, or maybe they're the fresh thing. I don't know. I guess so. Maybe they just came in hot. Like I say came in hot and heavy. And then yeah. they were able to, I think where Skype kind of falls away is it doesn't do a very good job of hosting multiple um, screens or multiple, like a lot of people versus Zoom seems to handle it pretty well. Like maybe they have more server space or something where they can um they can handle like 16 people on a call at once like i know when i was doing uh stuff for work with skype we'd get you know 15 people on and it just go to shit kind of yeah but on the whole like i mean it's i think it's a little bit more simple you don't have it doesn't require like peripherals you just fucking open it up and start doing stuff so on Uh, facebook can you still through the chat function can you fake like can you Skype somebody through there? Yeah, I think so. Really? I might start doing that. Just popping up on people. And surprising <laughs> them. <laughs> I didn't know that was a thing. So you can just call, Skype call somebody. I might like, just oh. creepily start doing that to people. <laughs> hey, what are you doing? What? <laughs> Boom, it pops my head up. Yeah. I'm right in their bedroom. Yeah. Oh, profane. Yeah. What are you doing here? What? <laughs> <laughs> look over. What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you can, and uh, they they have some their connection is kind of reliable too. I guess that's another piece of it too. If people like, uh, some people have better servers or something like that. Maybe than others. I don't know, but 
Um, yeah, it just seemed like they like really got into like a niche, like oversaturated market, and they made it work. You know, Zoom. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy now. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see if people stick with the work from home. I don't think people are going to be able to maintain that. I don't know. Depending on your job, I, so. I suppose. I don't know. Like, I think I think a lot of people have seen. Um, I heard at least that like productivity has kind of taken a little bit of a dive when people have been working from home. So because, I thought it, I thought it went up at first. Is it going down now or what? Yeah, I think it did when it went up at first, but now it's taking a dive because people are getting like complacent and they realize they can play the system. You know, <laughs> all of the younger people in my office, they absolutely do not want to ever go back to the office. Like yeah, we're really. we're now back every other week, and people are like, no, fuck that. <laughs> I'm looking for a new job if you're making me go back, bro. Wow, that's that's pretty astonishing. Uh, it's like it's, I'm just gonna look for a job where it's 100 percent remote. Yeah, but you're fine. That that'd be nice, but I, I think there's. I mean, as long as you have friends, like if you're new to an area, I think it'd be kind of difficult. But then again, if you're working from home, it doesn't really matter where you work, right? So you can always be around people you know, and but you end up sticking with the same friends group. Part of the part of the uh, allure of having a job you go to in person is being able to see this new group of people, kind of bond with them, hang out, and then you meet after work for drinks or you know do whatever. And now that's kind of gone. But yeah, they did say people will suffer from lack of promotions by not going into the office. Really? <laughs> so, like, basically because the people who are going into the office are getting the promotions, you're saying? Yeah, yes. And if you're a manager, how do you know what your people are doing? How do you know their productivity level, if they're overloaded or have too little work to do? How do you manage that if you're not OPRs. putting eyes on them? And who do you know <laughs> who's good? Right. Yeah. No, you, you got, that's when you just take the the – performance reports and you start you have to like you have to submit them yourself take the, <laughs> like the thing that we always cl- uh, complain about you just got to give it to them make them yeah. tell tell everybody what you good you're what good you've done and why you're not worthless that's kind of jokes, jokes on us is we're all worthless <laughs> i told crazy. go ahead i told our employer go ahead and just cancel the lease you guys are paying like forty thousand dollars a month for this downtown floor in a high rise just cancel the lease and we'll have a happy hour once a month just have everybody show up to a bar open bar and just that's as much face-to-face contact you need you can even cut that like cut the half twenty thousand bucks throw a party every month (laughs) once a month baby people would like working in that environment Yeah. yeah and i mean like you only need like i think the big thing would be to just have what is is this what WeWork does where they just have space for people to have meetings and that's it? Yeah. That's that's all you need, right? Like people to get together maybe once a week, once a month or something like that and get have a meeting and get your shit together and yeah. then just go home, right? I think we kinda talked about that before, like right before COVID hit me, if not a couple of months um before. Like WeWork was kind of on the decline, at least I heard I was hearing this on the uh on the radio because they were running out of like people are kind of starting this shared workspace model and it kind of started to fail, but now there's no need for it. So like, there's no need to have permanent uh, brick and mortar areas to meet at because you're doing so much from home that now you only need something that you can facilitate just a, 
like you said, a couple meetings a month or um, just like very small groups that need to be in person. Like maybe the boss needs to go into work and a few subordinates, but hey, everybody else, hang out. You should see what I wear during the work hours now. I'm in there in my underwear, with like a blanket over my head, trading crude oil, having these like real serious meetings with big dollars on the line. I'm like, these people don't realize I haven't, I don't have a shirt on all day. I put my contacts in to go work out like at three o'clock. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's tough because it's like, how do you know, as a boss, how do you know how long people are working? I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter, but like when people are like working versus not. And then I think it's also tough for workers. Um, one of Madison's friends, boyfriends ran into this, like where it's like, you know, you're home and, but you're at work. So then like, if you're supposed to be at, you know, quote home where you're like back at home, like not working, you could always just grab the laptop and get back to work. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it creates a bad work life balance, you know? Yeah. Well, then, too, do you think, like, uh, like, that's all gravy for people who are on salary because then you can just right. pick up whatever. But, like, if you're working from, like, for, like hourly, how do they – do they just monitor when you're logged in? And then all of a sudden somebody's just, like, they just log in in the morning and go fucking start doing stuff around the house, laundry, go mow the lawn, come back, and then they haven't missed anything, so they're on the clock not doing anything. Well, there's that problem, and then what we screwed up – uh, at our organization was we had an employee who had too much work and we didn't realize how much work she had. And so she was sitting there working 24 seven. And so she ended up finding another job. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take this other job. Like these dudes are working me to the ground for my it's salary. All, like it's all for COVID during COVID or is this right? Right. But we didn't have, you know, eyes on her, uh, on her workload. Wow. It was just too much for her to handle. Damn. And like, did she get more than she was when she was working in the place or like, how did that happen? Uh, yes. And I think there was also a learning curve when moving work from home. Uh, it created a lot more work with people having to have more phone calls instead of just turning to your side and yelling at somebody and saying, Hey, this is the deal. Or, yeah. or this, you ended up having to have an hour-long phone call with eight people that you weren't really planning on throughout your day, which yeah. could have been resolved in an office environment by just, you know, meeting them at the coffee machine saying, saying something to them. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're going to miss that. And, like, I mean, even with this, like, this would be much better in person, you know, like a podcast in person, you right. know, like, just because yeah. you could, like, bounce things off of each other. And, it's like, I think that's going to, like, slowly deteriorate, like, production, <laughs> you know. I don't know, but... I mean, it was awesome working from home, but I could see like the some people are gonna think are gonna go crazy. Yeah, just imagine you get the guy like the Reaper guys out in Vegas. They just like send them up. <laughs> 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 they get them like a secure like VoIP or something like that, and they're just fucking slaying in the middle of nowhere. Like <laughs> they just go to their room, give them some foot pedals and a little a laptop. They're slaying from their bedroom and they go back and then slay some more from their bedroom <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> they might as well have like a nascar wheel or something like we'll have a play video games or something like that like they got like yeah. a set up like they're just killing people you know yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be something else uh that what was really funny was the when congress had um 
like the, all the tech companies um, come to the hearing and they were all like Skyped in or whatever, Zoomed in or something. But they uh, like some of them when they would ask them like really pointed questions, the Internet would drop off. <laughs> <laughs> so they wouldn't have to Zuckerberg hit the button yeah <laughs> I guess we lost them <laughs> yeah he just like you could just see him like grab the cord or something and disconnect it or something like that <laughs> oh sorry I missed this I guess we're out of time sorry <laughs> right right oh, so it's that thing too but that was kind of funny and they were talking they like talked about there was like an article or something about how Jeff Bezos was like uh, eating or something or snacking during the hearing. It's like, <laughs> is he not allowed to fucking eat? You know? <laughs> He's just like chewing on the loudest. What if thing. he showed up like me to work, butt ass naked, <laughs> with a blanket over his head? He wasn't, he wasn't expecting the video and then they turned the video. <laughs> right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's just got like nipple rings. And it's like <laughs> sitting there eating chips, just like frumpy with a, in like tidy whities Just. <laughs> oh shit well I'm, you get, go ahead i'm surprised congress was able to figure out how to zoom in honestly I know, oh, right? they got, that's what they got assistance for they're like here just stand yeah. in front of this thing and you'll right. be okay all the interns probably helped them out with that one right yeah it's a, uh, oh speaking of that i got i got a uh a interesting experience i had. I'll, I'll we'll talk about it after the podcast but uh i had to i did a a zoom i had a zoom meeting from the field um in the middle <laughs> it was really weird i had to get take a wi-fi puck out there but ended up going out going right it was either skype or zoom i can't remember which one but i did it and it worked out pretty well it was really odd but um yeah anyways um i guess kind of circling back but uh you sound like you had some some topics you wanted to discuss the report uh well so actually with the hurricane uh, I realized because <laughs> I lost power for two days. I mean, not not as bad as other people, but uh, I realized without electricity, I'm like not a human being anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, first of all, in the summer in Louisiana, like no AC, oh. that fucking killed. I mean, you guys had it rougher, I guess, out there, luxury. But um, but then just like obviously, you just don't think about things that you need electricity for. You're like, oh, I'll just go make coffee. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah. I'll just, you know, do this. And it's like, oh, I can't do that. And, like, I would always just walk into a room and hit the light switch on and nothing would happen. and be like, what the? Oh, God, I'm such a retard. But yeah. then like, <laughs> now, now that I got power back, I go into the room and don't hit the light switch on because I'm like, You've oh, it's the night like, <laughs> what the fuck happened to me? I got, like, reprogrammed. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're like a roach. Like, ah, oh, that's the, the lost box. <laughs> that that's funny because – the exact same thing happened. Luckily, we had uh, Humvees and generators, so we could kind of run some lights. Like we, the the thing that killed was uh, not having, like, not being able to charge your phone. So, like, what do you do? Um, like, and I mean, honestly, that's pretty much what I we lived for the entire month. Anyways, we kind of like run off generators out in the middle of the woods. But we got back. Um, we <laughs> the two things we had power to. We had a couple um, surge protectors where everybody would plug their phone in. And then the other one, we ran an extension cord from the generator to their, uh, the squadron bar and we had lights <laughs> on in there. And, that, and that's essentially the only thing we got by And by, you know, it hits eight o'clock and you're still not, you're not tired, but there's no light outside. So it's like, <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll go inside now. Uh, you gotta have like headlamps and stuff like that. And it was just really odd. 
Yeah, that just shows priorities. I was I was like before the hurricane hit, I was like, should I get a generator? And yeah, I should have because the fridge. You don't think about the fridge too and all the food spoiling too, and like a cooler doesn't do it justice, obviously, you know. So um, yeah, it's like generators. One of those classic things that like. It's priceless when you need it, but otherwise it just fucking sits there and you're like, what do I do with this? You know? Like, yeah. It, it definitely made me wish I got a Yeti. Um, I had like, so I bought, yeah. a, I bought a cooler and it worked pretty well. It keeps ice for like a solid three days. It says five, but if you're like hot, it's, you know, it's fucking hot in Louisiana. Yeah. It was like 90, that, like that, this last month, like the last two weeks were some of the hottest uh, two weeks that I've ever seen. And I'm from what I hear, two of the hottest weeks of the year um but like that and so it keep it kept ice those th- three days in the middle of the sun pretty much the whole time so it was pretty good but those yetis man they're fucking indestructible they'll hold ice forever <laughs> <laughs> like, i feel like you drop a jdam on it and it just like knock it over a little bit and then pick it up dust it off and you're good yeah those but, things uh, are fucking crazy but yeah it's like like you were saying with the fridge being out you gotta ha- you gotta have some way to keep your meat cold um or whatever you got yeah. So, so I was packing up a cooler, kind of getting prepared uh, in Houston as well. And I live in a dense area on the 17th floor. Absolutely. So I've got a backpack with one of those Yeti type coolers or whatever. Yeah. And this dude strolls in. He's going to the 17th floor with me. He's got a chainsaw. I'm like, <laughs> what? what? I'm like, what's going on <laughs> there? He's like, bro, they're out of lithium batteries. He's like, I don't need the fucking chainsaw, but it's my only way to get a battery. What? what the fuck? What was he going <laughs> to so do with his chainsaw? He's like, I'm going to hopefully buy another battery and return the chainsaw. But they were sold out of batteries when he was prepping for the storm, right? Oh, so he's going to so the battery it, from the chainsaw. From the chainsaw or whatever. Gotcha. So, and just plug that into the fucker. Uh, and I was sitting here getting ice, and I hadn't thought, like you're saying, about electricity. I'm like, oh, shit. It's not really going to matter if I got ice if there's no electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to ask me to call nobody? Like, the the power bricks were at a premium. You fucking run through those, like, two of those. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 that's how I ran all my fucking electricity. I, I've had a Wi-Fi plug. I'd, I'd run that off of a power brick. And anytime you can get a charge, like, I was like, fiend. This um, thing has been the best thing I've bought. A external battery, lithium battery, you know, to charge my phone because my phone has no battery at all. It's horrible. I, I don't know about you guys, but I found out that um, you get better battery life if you let your phone get charged up all the way and then you just leave it plugged in. It doesn't drain the um, it doesn't drain the battery pack as much because it's not having to replenish as much. It's like already topped off so it's using very minimal so like i would leave my once i got it charged i would leave my phone plugged in all day and it would only drain it you know about 10 percent because it wasn't having to pull a lot but i don't know if that was just my battery pack in my phone or what but um that's what helped me i'm gonna start doing that i have one uh i have that one i think luxury you told me about the or the type where you can uh jump your car with it yeah yep so I just have that in my car, and I just use that to charge our phones when the power was out. Yep. It could get like three or four, I think, charges, like full charges. So that was pretty good. But um, actually, one thing we did was take the time to, uh, you know, do other stuff other than, you know, stare at the TV. Mm-hmm. Was there's like this cool game. I don't know if you guys know of it. Hunt a Killer. 
where they no. send you, they send you these like mysteries or like they you know they make them up the company does um but they send you like evidence and stuff like that and like this like whole like kind of game of not game but like documents and like evidence and you have to like kind of piece the puzzles together to like solve it so mm-hmm. like the and it comes in stages so like the first stage was uh like f- figure out what the uh murder weapon was so you had to like piece together like the autopsy and like this thing and there's like you know other people's letters who are like you know you think they might be the killer or something like that and mm-hmm. i don't know it was, it was a cool like activity to do for however long that was can you uh, play with two people yeah, you could you could do however many people you want, just as long as like obviously they're like engaged. But and there's like they give us like ten pieces of evidence or something, so everybody could have something different and like work oh. together. You know what I mean? It was kind of cool. So and is this like a you get this game in the mail or is it like a board game type thing? Yeah, it's it's in the mail. It's it's just like a package with whatever documents or like evidence. Huh. And uh, yeah, it's called Hunt a Killer. Uh, and it's only it's only like thirty bucks a month or something. And then they send you a new thing, um, and there's like installments. So like one murder will be maybe like six months or something, you know, if that makes oh. sense. Wait, so, so, yeah. so then you have, what you end up paying like 180 bucks for that? Is it like? Yeah, I guess or whatever it is. Like, um, and I think you could buy it all at once. Okay. But that'd probably like kind of ruin it because you'd get done with it in like I don't know eight hours and then be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I gotta ask the question. Do, does it feel like it's worth the hundred? Like. Maybe this is me being skeptical, but does it feel like it's worth the 180 bucks? Yeah, I was skeptical at first, and I was like, I guess I should try it. But I think it's good. Uh, they put, like, a lot into it. Like, they – it's almost – I'm sure they have, like, writers or something because it's, like, a full – like, it's all – it's totally detailed. Like, this one was a um, – in the 1920s, like, some murder in a theater. And so they had, like, the play card and everything that you could, like, read about all the different roles of the people and the actors and stuff like that um and like the autopsy was like fully detailed and all that type of stuff so i don't know they put a lot into it hmm. um i think it was pretty good and it, it's i think it's a good way to like um almost have like a game night type of thing as opposed to like i said like i don't know going out and drinking or watching yeah. or something you know i th- i think this is one and you you brought this up to me or uh, multiple times on the podcast i know kind of pricing your time if you will or if you can kind of and i i'm kind of on the fence on whether i think it's a a really good idea or not but i'm like saying you know hey i spent an hour doing this and i normally get paid say 50 dollars an hour that's i don't think i get paid that much but let's say you do um so saying oh well to me to get that hour back i'll I'll, i would pay 50 dollars, you know just something like that but uh kind of equate that to what you're talking about if you if you're saying oh you know i'm gonna go out and have a night where i go to one of those um what are they called like the um, escape room yeah like escape room i'm gonna go drink do all that stuff and you know it's gonna cost you know probably all around like 80 to 100 bucks for all the things you're gonna do so i guess when you look at it like 30 bucks really ain't that much yeah and uh yeah that's 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 the best analogy i can make is uh it's like an escape room Kind of, but just like in a small kit with your uh, all the all the package they give you, kind of thing. Yeah. Kind I wonder cool. if that's I wonder if that's how they got the idea. Like, okay, escape rooms are popular now, right? Yeah. Just, yeah. What, if we can, what if we can just figure out in COVID how to make this happen? Just go straight to your door. Yeah. Um, and the good thing for them is like they make one murder or whatever, and they can sell that for the rest of their, you know, for the forever. You know. What I mean? Yeah. Right? 
They're like probably just everyone. taking like, they're probably just taking like actual murders and it's like oh <laughs> yeah it's like they don't have to do any work they just have, to have people solve it they're like oh okay and then like, <laughs> like you no solve- you're completely wrong you're right you're wrong <laughs> yeah. this is who actually did it yeah or like it's like an unsolved mystery and then you solve it and they're like holy shit you're right <laughs> <laughs> and then they go and they get, they the, get the money. yeah it's sent from the HPD the Houston Police Department. <laughs> 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 you look from it's not Hasbro, it's fucking. <laughs> They're like, hey man, we're under bed. Can you help us out? We're uh, we can't figure this one out. And you, they don't pay you, you pay them. Yeah, they said defund the police, so this is our new business <laughs> model. We're gonna, we're gonna get your money one way or another. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, so it's funny, like, so I was actually, so I went on a date last night, um, which is something else we can talk about. Maybe on the show or after, but um, like we were, we were talking about um, basically how everything's kind of changing, like this new generation. Um, basically, just there, there's not really self-reliant. Like they just, like for instance, um, apparently this Gen Z, they're. Um, they're they're not getting their driver's license until they're like 18 like when they have to leave the house um like remember like you're you turn 15 16 you're like i can't wait to get my permit i can't wait to drive and like you get this and it's like a huge accomplishment and they're just like hey you're 16 you want to drive and it's like "Mm, nah my parents take me everywhere i want to go anyways and so they can just play on the phone or like they're more likely to take an uber to go wherever they want and um so they can be more proficient it's just there's a lot of things that I guess this Gen Z is a lot, they're, 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 they're being not catered to, but they're a lot more used to just having things presented to them. So like, for instance, like even that, like we're talking about, well, maybe we go to escape room, but they're, they make these games where they're like, Oh, well, you don't want to leave your house. You just want to sit there and they send you all the shit and you're good. Um, it's just interesting how it's different, different generations are kind of molded or, Every generation obviously says the one that comes after them is lazy, piece of shits. But <laughs> yeah, now, uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if you saw. On, I posted on the on Facebook on the uh, Lab of Luxury page. Simon Sinek had like this millennial question. He like answered and went on for like twenty minutes. But he uh, he talked about that of just you know as you could expect the fact that we can have everything, you know, delivered to us or whatever by just like touching your phone that it's created like this horrible uh, mindset, uh, yeah. basically like everything you were talking about, you know, yeah. and, uh, seeing how that like propagates because I mean, for us, it's not that bad because we like grew up without it. So we know, we know almost both sides of it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. but people who like grow up with it, and that's all they knew, that's going to be pretty bad, I think. I don't know. Unless yeah. there's, like, something that, like, overcomes that. I don't know. I guess good parenting, but... <laughs> yeah. Like, so it's, it's weird because I like to think that I, when I, if I ever have kids, like, I'm not going to let my kid have a phone until they're 16, you know. But there's the people who are parents of kids now, like, they knew, time, they knew when there was times when there was no phones. And... They, they understand that there's different things that are happening. Um, they, they know was, uh, when there's different things that um, 
there is privilege to have uh, a phone or is a privilege to have TV at all times, you know, all that kind of stuff. And now kids just expect to have like a fucking iPhone like in their hand <laughs> at all. Like not even a flip phone, a fucking iPhone. Right now it's crazy. Um, so it, like you would think those parents would be like, Oh, you know, like I knew what that was like, so I'm not going to let my kid just have that. But maybe they're at a point where they didn't think anything of it. Like, ah, it's no big deal. Give them an iPhone. And now we're kind of seeing the, um, we're kind of seeing it go to the point where it's um, where, where the kids constantly being connected to the Internet is almost maybe not being bad, but it's not great either. So we had a group of friends over this weekend and it was fascinating to me that when they wanted to distract the baby, they just handed them a phone and yeah. they, they just put on any Go on YouTube, hit any children's cartoon and just hand it to them. They'll figure it out. And it <laughs> is like crack for the baby. They're immediately sucked in, holding it, looking at it, and not a peep out of the kid. Jeez. And they were just like, yeah, we don't do it that often. Really, you know, we rarely, we keep the phone away. But if you ever need to, you just need a moment to get them to chill out. It's, he's, it, he's like, it's got to be something. It's got to be doing something to our brain, the way it just connects with the kid and the kid is just pulled to it. And he's like, to yeah. be honest, I'm like that. As soon as I wake up in the morning, I'm checking Instagram. Yeah, you roll over. <laughs> first thing, like, I catch myself like I have a kind of a routine I want to hit. And as soon as I catch myself like scrolling because I've gotten out of that routine for the last like 30 days, roughly, I start scrolling. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I got to stop. Like, it's crazy. There's something like you said, there's something about like the bright lights, the fucking the sound. Um the interaction, like, I don't know what it is, but it's, it is a crack. It's got to be doing something to our brain. I think it's the uh, dopamine. Is that the right word? The yeah. the hit, the hit of that? Like, can you just want to like get entertainment or like, uh, you know, get a text message or something like that? So actually Simon Sinek was talking about all this too. He was, he was like, you should, you should sleep with your phone in your living room. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and he was like, just get an alarm clock. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't use yeah. your phone as an alarm clock. Just put it in the living room. So That's not like, a bad idea. Yeah, especially when you, like, wake up for, uh, you know, you say hi to the, you know, if you have somebody, uh, like a wife or a spouse or something, you say hi to them instead of just rolling over and looking at your phone. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. That, and also, you, you get, like, you know, you have to go to your phone in the living room as opposed to just grabbing it, you know? Right, right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I don't do that. <laughs> but yeah. like, I think I, 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 there's a, uh, oh shoot, I think, I hope you guys can still hear me and my headphone came undone. But um, yeah, we got there's it. somebody I was talking to and they do that exact same thing. But um, and I and I see the value in it because you're not distracted. You're not like tempted to just roll over and grab it. Because, uh, I mean, what happens is people like who who's. Who uses their uh, an actual alarm clock? No, everybody uses their phone, right? So it's natural to like you shut the alarm off and naturally your hands on the phone. You're like, well, I'm on the phone, so I'm just gonna get enthralled by it now. Um, it, but there's also people. I mean, this this some people can't afford to not have the phone right next to them at all times. But the majority of us really can. We just think we can't. Um, yeah, can you, I don't know. Can you guys wake up with your phone alarm? Cause yeah, I just can't. No, I'll hear it, alarm, but I'll snooze clock, it. But. I'll try to. I'll yeah. So I do the 
like a old school ticking alarm clock with two bells on top with a hammer oh, and, a ding. <laughs> and I put it across the apartment and cause I have to have that go off, be annoying that I get up out of bed and go turn it off or else really? I'll, I'll roll yeah. out of bed and I'll turn, I'll flip it. I'll snooze it a hundred times. I mean, really? I don't know. I, I uh, I'll, I'll go real quick, but I, so I have, my alarm is really annoying. It's the, like the, kind of sounds like the klaxon almost, uh, or like something crazy. <laughs> it's, um, it, it's, it's really loud, but like, I, I made up my mind of like, I'm, I'm kind of one of those weird people. Like, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of David Goggins. I'm sure you guys all know who he is and our listeners probably do. Um, but like, I'm kind of a mental toughness freak about this stuff. So like, I, I set my alarm and like I made up my mind that when my alarm goes off, I'm going to get up. I don't care. Like it's almost like a it's a personal challenge to myself. I think Jocko said this too. Like it's like when my alarm goes up, if I get if I get up or I snooze it, I'm losing the day already. And I yeah. So I kind of make it a personal challenge to I'm going to get up no matter what or no matter how tired it is. Just as a, an aside to say, you know what? I'm not gonna let. I'm not gonna have a take an L this early in the morning. <laughs> do you try to get eight hours of sleep? Do you plan it out the night before? I, I really do try to get at least eight hours of sleep. Do it. Does it work every time? No, but, um, I it is close. eight the number or do you go with seven or I, I try to get eight. I try to get eight. Um, I will settle for like seven and a half, but like I, like my goal is to get eight, um, every night if I can, uh, obviously the weekends happen and you kind of flow in and out, but, um, during the week, just because I work out a lot, um, or I work out pretty tough, that I try, I really try to get that full recovery. Do you do the same schedule on the weekends as the weekdays as well? Uh, no, I usually I'll stay up later on the weekends, knowing that I'm going to get up later. Um, typically, Friday nights are hit or miss because I'll usually work out pretty early on Saturday mornings sometimes, or I'll go like shoot or something like that. But um, yeah. I don't know. How about you for you, Port? How do you, uh, do you use, uh, how are you, how are you with your alarm? Yeah, I think I'm, uh, I used to be really bad with like, I would have three alarms, like three, uh, <laughs> three, three alarm devices. Yeah. Uh, oh, Speed could tell you about this, but he, uh, like I, I would have my phone, my phone. First of all, even now I set it in 20 minute increments for like two hours because for some reason I think I can't, I won't be able to get up or something. But I used to have my phone, uh, another alarm clock on the bedside table, and then one, like you said, profane, like across the room. So I would have to get up to, you know, um, stop it. But I think Speed maybe, like, because Speed, one of our friends, stayed uh, over one time, and he, like, you know, heard my 19 alarms going off. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you're fucking crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I am. So I, that made me realize, like, I don't need to do that. But yeah, now I I do it with, yeah, I try to get eight hours. Or actually, I try to get like nine or ten, really. Oh, man. That's I, what I aspire yeah, to be, dude. That's what I try to do. Like, that's what I think I need, kind of, especially before a flight. But I have 20-minute increments. And I know I'm not going to get up for the first 40 minutes, so I'm trying to do more of what luxury. I think this might be my calling, uh, or you know, the you know my reminder to do this, like to just get up on the first one because it's like it's I don't know, I it, it is it's like one of those things where you 
you don't want to get up, you don't want to get up, but like how much is 40 extra minutes or 20 minutes going to, you know, make you feel better throughout the day? <clears throat> and then like you eventually just wake up, right? So, and then it doesn't matter. But like as soon as the first alarm goes off, you're like, I can't, I can't wake up. Today is, you know, it's, it's like, it's like I, don't, I can't go to work today. I'm too tired. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, and you know you you're going to eventually anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. It's kind of like uh, somebody else was talking about um, along the same line of like uh, what is it mental challenge? It's like just get into the shower when it's cold. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about, did we talk about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like just get in there when it's like warming up and just to fucking kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just a little bit of pain. Yeah, just to build yourself with that tolerance or something for no reason, really. But it's uh, really, yeah. I, there's, I do, I truly believe there's something to be said about finding small battles to overcome in life and mental, like just mental toughness things. It's underestimated people. Like, well, they, they, they say, why would you do that? What's the point? And like, well, there's not really a good point, but it's just, just to build up some kind of resiliency. So and. It goes a long way, just like, just like working out. Um, even people who, like, let's say you work out for a living, even even those guys, whether you're a soccer player, a football player, a baseball player, you don't go hard every day. Like, but there's small little exercises you warm up. There's small little, um, just little technical pieces that you do to increase your capacity to do sport. Um, even if it's not really sport related, you know, they'll go like they'll go if you're a baseball player, they'll go hit a golf ball it's just because like, sure, different mechanics, but just like keeping your eye on the ball, um, kind of picking up different things or playing tennis, stuff like that. Just working hand eye coordination because it's just little small things that are going to aid the rest of your game. And I think um, just finding little ways to be more resilient, more ways to be mentally tough. I think that I think that goes a long way in just. Um, maybe not necessarily because it's not going to be a time where like it's life or death. You need to get up on this first alarm, you know, <laughs> like no one's going to like gun to your head. If you, if you hit snooze, your, your life's over, but there's going to be a time where you're going to be like, you're not going to even think about it. You're like, ah, oh, I really don't feel like doing this, but you're just like, ah, I'm just going to do it because like, yeah, it'll be okay. And you just go do it because you, you have a little bit more resilience. You have a little mental toughness. You're like, yeah, this is going to suck, but no, oh, well, it's okay. Yeah, uh, I forget his name, but Tony Ballou or something. You know that guy, like the motivator, oh, Tony, speaker? Yeah. yeah. He was the one that was talking to Simon Sinek about all that stuff, too. But uh, he also said uh, he's really big on that kind of stuff. And he was also talking about, like, when he would be on a diet, he would purposely go into the kitchen when there's, like, they're making cookies just to smell it all, just to make himself not do it. You know what I mean? Like, for him to want it but not do it, you know? Because yeah. he, like, he loved the feeling of, like, fighting it. Like yeah, a fucking, like a fucking he's, freak, you know. He's a savage, dude. I, I like <laughs> I that. I like that. Like, it's so weird, and I, I, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't know if you get like, you know, when you, you guys are both, uh, you guys exercise. I know, um, profane. You got a background in running, so I don't know if you still run a lot, but, um, and I know you, you uh, exercise a good amount too, Port. But, um, think there's something about like just riding a bike and knowing that you're going to run, you're going to ride a bike for 30 minutes or you're going to go run for 20 minutes. Um, and you're like counting down, like you, you don't want to look at your watch because it sucks. 
you're like, fuck, man, I'm only five minutes in. I thought I was like 10 minutes at least. But like, I, I whenever I, especially if I get on a bike or a treadmill, I purposely will look at the time to see how slow it's going. Sometimes just like, because I'm like, this is going to suck. So I might as well try to make it so like, just like use it as a point of contention. Like, yeah, this does suck. What are you going to do about it? Um, you know, like, oh, man, it's two minutes. You're, you're running for 30 minutes and it's only been two minutes. You're hurting. Well, I guess it's going to suck to watch it just go two minutes and one second, two minutes and two seconds, two minutes and three seconds and just see it count up. And then eventually you kind of zone out. And you're like, oh, well, I guess it sucks. And you just kind of <laughs> acknowledge it. It's crazy how rewarding those types of challenges are. Uh, and it's so hard to explain to someone who's on the other side completely that doesn't get it right. Like you have to do something and do it consistently for at least 30 days. Like if you give up bread, right. Or give up chips or give up fries and then you give it up for 30 days and you go to, to a burger shop with somebody and they're eating fries, you'd be like, look at this disgusting <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? You fucking like fries. Like, it's like, it's look like at that. Bottom, you'd be like, you know what? I'm fucking. Yeah, exactly. At least I got. At least I can, you know, have some self-control. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. like you're saying that. Meanwhile, like you're fucking, uh, you know, cookies or something. You go home. But like, exactly. But it's just something like it's funny how you become so self-righteous. Like you, you quit one thing for a little bit. You're like, oh, you know, I'm not going to drink for 30 days. And then you go out, hang out with your friends and you're like day 15, halfway through. And I'm like, you're like, look at these motherfuckers. Can't even hold their liquor. Like they don't do nothing. Like they don't Shane's- do nothing. But like you would you have been there doing this. Right. But shit. you're chain smoking cigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Something else for the alarm clock. <clears throat> Did you guys ever see those, um, the ones that wake you up? This is kind of creepy, but it kind of wakes you up at the correct time for your REM. Do you know about that? Are you talking about, oh, like it lets you get the right amount of REM sleep? Yeah, so it'll like, so I had one that listened to me, which is creepy. <laughs> but, but it basically like knew when you were asleep. And then, so it knows when you're asleep, so it just does the math. And then it wakes – so if you say, like, hey, I want to wake up at 7.15, uh, it'll wake you up between 6.45 and 7.15 at the proper time. Yeah. Where, I, you know, you you won't feel as groggy, I guess. I don't yeah. know. It's probably placebo or, like, bullshit, but – No, I think that's a thing. I think that's real. I think yeah. that's so real. Yeah. I know they and, do sleep studies on that. Go ahead, though. Sorry. And you can also get um, uh, one of those Philips lights that's an alarm clock. And it like gradually becomes, um, it almost like it emulates uh, the sunrise. Yeah. So it like actually wakes you up from the REM, you know, with like a sun uh, essentially or light, which is, I guess, more natural to our brain, I'm, sh- I'm sure, you know, as opposed yeah. to a fucking blaring alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, dude, there's something like so. I, I got two things that came out of that just made me think of. So I remember when I, again, when I worked at Apple, um, we had, like, so we had access to all these different apps all the time. There was something coming out. Um, we'd get like beta versions and stuff like that. You said one of us test it and be able to sell it. But, um, there was one of the ones where you basically, you download the app and you sleep with the phone in your bed and it could, it would tell by how much you're moving around 
what all like what sleep cycle you're in and like kind of like when you just stop moving you're really still you're like oh shit he's in his rim and my i have a garmin and my watch actually does that as well so like when i wake up kind of i'll look at my sleep to see if i got my true eight hours um shocker most like it's not correct all the time but it, it knows it, it knows roughly when i stopped moving or i went to sleep and it'll say oh you got you know seven hours and 49 minutes of sleep you know or hey you got eight minutes and three eight eight hours and three minutes to sleep i'm like all right cool but um and it's, it's the same thing i think it's pretty close but um apple on the iphones another plug for the iphone you can have a there's two settings there's a um, there's a there's a specific alarm setting where it'll tell you tell it hey I want to wake up by this time and I want to get X hours of hours and minutes of sleep and it'll always remind you like hey you need to go to bed in 15 minutes uh, um, it, it's an alarm to say hey go to bed so you get this amount of sleep and then there's also um, they have they introduced alarm clocks where or the sound that it's a gra- just like you were saying with the light it's a gradual wake up so it'll be something fairly smooth and it'll over like two or three minutes it'll gradually increase in volume so it's not like doesn't startle you kind of just gently wakes you up um which is interesting so which, i think they <laughs> even have one that vibrates on your vibrates your watch yeah. and starts gradually waking you up yeah i i'm pretty sure this garmin will probably do that if you download and i'm sure the the apple watch does that um which also I had heard this story and I never really thought about it. And like, and when we were out in the field this last month, I actually tested this out a couple of times. Um, but like you, like, you know, when you tr- if you're trying to wake somebody up, how you wake somebody up without freaking them out. <laughs> because like, if you, you know, if, so, if somebody like, in, I work with different, different bunch of different people who've had mixed uh, experiences, whether it's combat or whatever, like, and I, I know some people have had, done some like crazy shit. So like I don't want to like, wake him up like hey and just have him like fucking wake up like swinging at me like fucking pull a, a knife out of the pillow and just like stab me in my neck right <laughs> so like trying to wake people up like so I figured out like I heard somebody tell the story about like if you want to wake somebody up quietly you just kind of like either grab like their ankle or their calf or you grab like their shoulder or like their bicep and you just like gently squeeze tighter and tighter until like they wake up. And like I was, I was doing that to wake people up, and I was like, "Oh shit, this is way better." And then like somebody wouldn't fucking wake up, so like I finally like, I like had like grabbed them and shake them, and they were like, Hoo! "I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, the one time like, he doesn't fucking wake up, he's just gonna like he's either zero to hundred, he's gonna either not wake up or he's gonna fucking kill me." <laughs> right. right. Uh, uh. Yeah, I don't even know how we got on that sleep conversation, but it's. It's kind of odd, like all the, we have all these aids to help us and we still don't fucking use them. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what I was going to say before was, uh, I'm always in this like push and pull of like at night, I don't want the day to end. So I'm just like hanging out or like staying on my phone. And then in the morning I'm like, why didn't I go to sleep earlier? You know, it's like, yeah. I hate the, I, the, the port before, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a tomorrow. Port. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, morning like, port oh. hates night port you know yeah like fuck yesterday port it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting too when you think about it um like if you like and we, we talked about this before like your productivity cycle um like i know for me i'm most productive from like probably 8 30 at night to like 2 a.m for yeah. whatever reason 
So like I get I get going and it's nighttime and like I'm just playing on my phone like oh I want to I want to learn more about this I start doing more research I do more research and then like you stay up way too late and but like when you have no time like you can you can you know answer your emails at eleven o'clock at night do all that stuff but if that's when your productivity hits it kind of sucks because like if you're working a normal nine to five that you're going to sleep and your brain's actively working starting to try to like piece together different things throughout the day and like you're you're firing all centers and you got to kind of like quell that and put it put yourself to sleep um it's kind of interesting and then you wake up and you're you're groggy you're not really figure out feeling it and you kind of just because you're a creature of the, the creature of the night <laughs> a day walker i guess if you will i completely feel that if that garmin did a sleep study on me it would probably say you're about to have a heart attack because <laughs> It'd be like four hours, four hours, four hours, you know, during the week. And then on the weekends, it'd be like 12, 13 hours. It's like, that can't, <laughs> that can't be right. <laughs> oh, shit. But what do you do? Because, uh, I mean, I'm a night owl by nature. At least I feel that way where I stay up till 2 a.m., 3, 4 a.m. And, you know, I got to be at work at 7, 6 a.m. So I don't know what to do. You're, you're a sa- you've been a savage for a while though. Uh. <laughs> um, I did hear something recently. Maybe it was from you, Luxury. The creativity windows, like kind of like you were saying, productivity. Like there's apparently a study that is like concrete, not concrete, but like pretty good evidence or something that you like people are creative at certain windows, and like that's when you should, you know, like if you're gonna write a TV script or something you should do it for that four hours and then just basically stop because otherwise you get like writer's block or like the equivalent, you know, like diminishing returns, you know? So that's kind of interesting. And they were like talking about how to find your creativity window or something like that. But yeah, somebody, the girl on the podcast brought up like mine, I think is like from 12 AM to like 4 AM, you know? So it's like, and if you have to like be at work at seven, like you say profane, like it's like that you're fucked. Yeah. I guess maybe you sleep from like six to midnight or something and then stay up for the rest of the day. I don't know. But. Yeah, just make, just keep it going. But like, that's a weird thing too. Cause like, think you're up for four hours and then you're already at a deficit, you know, like you're up for four hours, you're going to go to work, you're going to come back, work out. And then like you go to think about it. If you go to, if you go to sleep at six o'clock at night, like <laughs> what do you, like, how do you do, how do you even attempt that? There's yeah. everybody's trying to call you, do shit. You know, and then you. Oh shit! I think he froze. <laughs> he lost. He He's lost in the heat there. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna He's say real quick. Uh, you know, we always talk about we want to get rid of our phones. Like it's like kind of not nice to you know like in a meeting or something. You don't want to have your phone next to you or something like that or like look at it. But don't we also all want to have our like. If you call someone and they don't pick up, it's like, what the fuck? You have a cell phone for a reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like, <laughs> so it's like this like dichotomy or whatever of it, you know. But uh, yeah. oh, sorry, profane, you cut out. You cut out for there for a second. Oh, you're good. Just saying that, you know, you get in this vicious cycle of taking, you know, drinking coffee in the morning to wake yourself up, and then you can't go to bed at night, so you drink a bunch of alcohol uh, <laughs> to go to sleep, and it's just a vicious cycle, you know. But I did hear uh, Damon John say today, he said he tries to not answer any emails or be on his phone for the first hour of his day. 
he got that from somebody else, but he was just saying, you know, when I pick up my phone, I have then, I'm now dealing with the world's problems, like everybody else's problems. Like my email is me uh, responding to other people's problems. Whereas, you know, maybe I just draft emails for the first hour or something and blast them out so other people can fix my problems, you know, (laughs) try to. (laughs) Yeah, that is a good idea because I heard Mark Cuban talk about he would wake up early and jump on emails or like maybe he would do maybe he would do like a workout or whatever else, but he would like get he would check email before he got to work, you know, so almost like the opposite. um, Right in a sense. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And I mean, kind of like what we were talking about, if you caught that, like, again, you like want to like with technology, you should be available. You know what I mean? But we also have to like fight it. Uh, but like, do you guys mind if anybody, Oh, this is a good question. Like what's the late, like what's the latest acceptable time to call somebody or like expect an email back or something like that? You know, I mean, those are different times, but like, do you mind if somebody calls you late at night, like after work? I don't, I don't usually uh, care. But some people depends. are like, some people are like vicious about it, you know. It, it really depends, um, and I'm guilty of doing this too. But for emails, I don't expect an email. Like, I personally don't expect emails back from if it's outside of about eight thirty or probably nine o'clock, just so I can get. Um, like people who are in Eastern time or people who are on mountain time. I don't expect an email from somebody between nine and four. If there's central time, that is for me um, because I know people are probably gone at four or really nine to three because I'm like, Hey, people are cutting out. But um, depending, like I've been called sometimes in the middle of the night and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This is what you're bothering me about. But most of the time, like most of the times, um, like if, if I get a call at like eight o'clock and there's somebody asking something that can wait, I get pissed. But if, but usually if it's if I'm getting a call at eight o'clock at night or later, it's something important, like somebody's about to die or um, somebody just killed somebody or, <laughs> or or like somebody's arrested, you know. It's like uh, so it's like I probably should answer this like this. This could wait till the morning, but it's not. It's gonna get worse before it gets better. I don't know. Yeah. What about you guys? Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I don't mind when people call me out. I, th- um, I, I would say probably the same time frame is when I expect people to uh, respond to email, and I think nine o'clock is my cutoff for like I can call this person no problem. You know what I mean? Ten would be pushing it, but nine o'clock yeah. I think is good. Yeah, I used to have a job that was 24-7, 365. It was more of a dispatch job, and it, there was an expectation that you were answering that phone at 2 a.m. So I've been out of that job for about two years, and it would get it would get real heavy, and it would get, I mean, every dinner, every time you sit down for dinner, you get an emergency call. Every Friday at 5 p.m., you uh, get an emergency call. So for the last two years, I went to a different role and it's been so much better, but that makes me appreciate it. And then that, but it also makes me always check my phone, just seeing like, I'm always looking and you know, one small thing that came out of that that's kind of funny is I had to change my ringtone because I would get so annoyed when the ringtone would come through. Uh It would just, I'd be like, 
it would just send something through my brain where I was like pissed off or panic. <laughs> and so I have the most ridiculous, um, like the craziest ringtone ever now just to like have something different. Oh, it just, like you're talking about if it's from work people or if it's just from normal people? Uh, just for anything now. I mean, I had to change it because if it's like the regular ringtone, it just yeah. immediately makes me pissed off or like annoyed. <laughs> like, why is this <laughs> motherfucker calling me? I'll look down and be like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got that. I feel you on that. But maybe yeah. that's why I can't go to bed because I'm sitting here always looking at my phone. But it you know what I'm really doing is doing looking at Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> or you're waiting to get that, that OnlyFans up. <laughs> the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.